0: All right, everybody, thank y'all for coming out here to uh, to hang out and talk a little bit of turkey hunting. If uh, things get a little too loud or too soft, holler at me. Um, but, But here we are. On hunter time, as usual, about forty five minutes late, so that's all right. Um, we're used to rolling with it. I hope y'all can uh, get accustomed. Uh, it's just kind of how we do things, but um, but nevertheless, thank y'all for being here. Thank, uh, thank Live Oak for hosting us. It's been a, a a good time setting up everything, and everything was very easy because we are not the brightest when it comes to a bunch of cords plugging into things. Um. But, uh, but each and every one of y'all want to thank you personally for coming out here and spending an afternoon with us, and we hope to uh, hope make it worth your while as we uh, get ready for turkey season, get ready for the NWTF convention, which is coming up, that we have been um, kind of gnawing at each other's throat here for the past two, one and a half to two days, I feel like, trying to set this booth up, um, which typically happens, which is not uh, not unheard of. But um, but we've getting it, getting it, uh, getting it underway, getting it ready. Got some cool stuff going to be there. Um, want to thank um, Light Boots and Rolling Thunder for making the podcast possible, and um, and especially Light Boots for giving us four. What these are looks like a raffle ticket, but it's really vouchers for a free pair of light boots that we're going to be giving away because somebody forgot to print them off, and that's somebody's me. So um, so I wrote them down on a sharpie on these uh, four tickets right here, and that's a code to get you a free pair of light boots. So. If you got a raffle ticket, you might want to hold on to it because we're going to be doing some giveaways at the end with some of our new merch and some of the light boots stuff. And if you haven't, or if you see somebody walked in who didn't get one, uh, you will know, just going to that figure right it here. out. Okay, there you go, right there, big roll of raffle tickets. So, um, but um, but no, it's been a good time so far, and um, as always, we look forward to uh, coming up to Nashville because that means turkey season is coming, and um, we get to talk about turkey hunting. And fortunately, we get to do it a little more than others, and. Very Fortunate for us, we get to do in front of actual faces for the first time this past couple of weeks, so that's been really cool. Um, to see the, the reaction we've gotten from folks, wouldn't you say? Uh, okay.
1: it's nothing but positive, I don't think. I, th- I mean, we got a couple of kings we got to work out, but uh, that's gonna be that's gonna come with us, though.
0: I, and, and at some point, I feel like it's gone too smooth, oh, like we yeah? haven't messed anything up, yeah. we haven't uh. Know, spilled a drink on somebody's sound system that costs more than our houses or something like that because we're unfamiliar with the territory. Mm-hmm. But, um, but we're branching out and getting used to it. Um, but so, what are we going to dive into first? Because, uh, of course, we have an agenda, right?
1: Yeah, let's. Um...
0: <laughs> you cheating off <also>? of me? Don't cheat. Because <laughs> I'm the only one with the nose, I guess. Um, but no, we did, uh, we did um, as usual, we. Um, well, before I, before I mention that, I do want to uh, to uh, to let folks know that we are um, recording this, filming this, and all that good stuff, putting it on YouTube. So if you want to check it out before, which is not going to help that much, because by the time half the people listening to this is going to be out on the podcast, but for the future's sake, if you um, if you are uh, following us on uh, on um, YouTube, that uh, Chase has been figuring that whole gig out and got them up on YouTube. Got the Auburn one up before we uh, aired the podcast on our Spotify's and apples and all that good stuff, so um, maybe for the future, I want to follow along, because you'll uh, get the first dibs of listening to this, and if you subscribe to the Instagram, you get uh, immediate dibs of listening to this, because it's going to be going live, and uh, hopefully this is something that we will continue next year, and it's something that we can kind of build upon, and I hope, hope y'all like it. If you're not, you know, we'll find something else. Yep. But, um, but, yeah, so we what we usually do is do a few um, submitted questions from folks who follow us and keep up with us, and just uh kind of want to pick our brains a little bit just to get the ball rolling on some stuff, and we're gonna do some live QA and everything. And um then uh then I don't know what we're gonna do. We'll figure it out. Might go downtown or something. We got the booth set up, so the night is open. Yeah. But um but here's our notes right here. We got some many questions and we got a special guest, and uh he's gonna come tell a story whether he wants to not Gary is. Cause uh he's got a hop on. um what do you a bus I guess to, uh, to little rock and uh go do a show and i am like I'm surprised he's here, I'm like, wow, but uh he said he was gonna be here, and I got he got here, so it's a good dude right there um but he's gonna come tell us a warrior or something like that to, um just in case this is our only chance to get a get a hold of him because once uh, march his Gary's gonna be running wild uh chasing turkeys. so I had to take advantage of that opportunity and I'm looking forward to that and um but before that, we'll get into the submitted questions, which I feel like is usually a theme on all of them. And usually if one person's thinking it for some reason, everybody's thinking it. And um, I guess this time of year, the location, I don't know. Um, but the main one we got was um, scouting and e-scouting, I guess, because uh, preseason's coming up. Or it's here, technically, I guess. Preseason's here. as soon as uh, the doors open to NWTF, I call that the kickoff of turkey season. So turkey season mindset has officially begun nationwide. Once that happens. so
1: yeah, me, um, me and Chase are a month away today. Really? Mississippi.
0: Wow. Yep. We, we ain't been doing the countdown. So, I, I mean, I guess I really did rely on that a little more than I thought. Yep.
2: Yeah, I didn't think about it until I was about halfway up here. Yep. I was like, "Where? Today's we're in the curry
1: farm. hmm
0: A month away from Mississippi or a month away from Florida? Mississippi. Mississippi. They are even – or y'all are going to Central Florida. Florida.
1: We're doing yeah, Mississippi, Mississippi first.
0: Cool. But if you're going to South Florida and you listen to this, it's even less than a month away, which is wild to think. We're talking weeks, and days. But um, but yeah. So uh, let's see. What's um? Y'all want to hit the get the ball rolling on some scouting and stuff like that? Because I mean, I guess in Mississippi, y'all don't have to scout too much. But I guess uh, y'all have been looking at a few places. I know Chase has been applying to a few different states and looking around and whatnot.
1: Yeah. What mean?
2: Um... Yeah, I mean, I've actually been scouting Mississippi a lot of public land um, because we don't have really a lease this year to hunt on, yeah. um, which is nothing new to us, but I have been. But uh, as far as um, applying for draws and stuff like that, I did get to Illinois, so trying to figure out where I'm going in there. So I've been online on a lot with that. Um, really hunting down creeks, rivers, divots, ridges in farmland. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Trying to track down some permissions, but did get to Illinois. Do that every time. Every time.
1: yeah, Good job. Um, but yeah, so. Well, when you're looking at those ditches and creeks, also, <clears throat> when you get there and get boots on the ground, make sure you figure out where you can cross those creeks. Because mm-hmm. just because you find a creek, okay. I mean, obviously, you're looking for a creek that a turkey's gonna roost on, but it's also good to know, you know, drop a pin where you can cross. Because mm-hmm. if yeah. he's on the other side, you can't. Yeah, I guess you could go swimming, but probably wouldn't want to.
2: Hey, he's on the other side. If if that's what it comes to, that's what it comes to. Oh, if you have to, yeah. But if you
1: could find a crossing, that'd be a little, little better.
2: Right. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's actually what I've been looking at is is points and corners that sometimes could be lower. I've actually seen. I've marked those spots on online if I can. Which for me to be online scouting is weird because I was so against even having the map on my phone for I don't know several years, um, until it was kind of got to the point where I was asking Hunter, you know, eight, nine times a morning, all right, where are we at, and where is he at, and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And
1: don't let that get old. He does it to me. Yeah. Nine so, times an hour. Yeah. What? Ask where me we where at? we're at. Oh. Uh,
2: that's that's not just turkey season. Yeah.
0: That's driving that's to Kroger um, with him. <laughs> but, but, um, but no, nah, obviously somebody who's as challenged as I am on extra stuff has been a blessing, but... Before Onyx came around, I uh, Google Maps or Apple Maps. And um I wanna say it was Apple Maps had the satellite image overlaid with the um with the with the streams and stuff. And that was yeah. a big benefit because I, I'm like I really use that. And um, um but um but now Onyx has been a blessing because uh, mainly for the pen's sake, I feel like, yeah. but I can it's, it's, it's like anything you gotta you gotta practice it um, practice looking at it and um, grow familiar with I guess the features more so to speak of the onyx part but uh, but pretty much a map is a map is a map and then what I look look at um, if I'm looking for turkeys if I'm trying to find turkeys is which I've mentioned it a couple of times is gonna be the um, the mushrooms the uh, puzzle pieces the omegas, omegas yeah and uh, that's something that I've, I've relied heavily on since I was in my college, and that came from uh, hunting up there at public land. And I spent, like, months out there trying to um, trying to, uh, to find spots that might hold turkeys and, like you said, find uh, places in creeks that you might cross when you really do need it. And, um, and that, that proved to be pretty beneficial yeah. towards mm-hmm. the middle of the season. Um, uh, a lot of times I'd find the turkeys in between the creeks. If there's, say, you got four creeks running, and um, if you can find a spot to get in between the the inner two of the four, a lot of folks will stop, if not at the first creek, at the second creek. So, I mean, you're kind of in a, you know, in no man's land, so to speak, when it comes to, like, people that are hunting them. So um, that's something I'd, I you can find on a, an e-map, that, or it's almost easier to find on a, per, a paper map. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just because that's how I first started doing it, or that's just, you know, if they've got the lines drawn here, you know where to at least head, and then you can kind of probably refine it down to the, the – e scouting more so to speak to find the actual hooks and nooks and stuff like that. Um, but um but that and then um and and some other good stuff is, is figuring out, especially if you've never been there before at all, is figuring out how big of a place it is, how small a place it is, what would be hard for other folks to get into is what I look for a lot on the internet, more so than anything. Um pretty yeah. much barriers to other folks is, is gonna kinda
2: a Lot of, a lot of mine's access. Yeah
0: and and you know? yeah and a lot of it's gonna be does it have a turkey's period? Because if it doesn't, it doesn't matter, and there might be a reason nobody goes there. Yeah, if that makes sense.
1: Well, and that's that's a good thing about the topography part on on X is you can kind of see what you're going into. You don't have to you cross you crest one hill, you know what's on the other side. Right. You know if you're going into another, if you're going into flat, and all that, which is a game changer when you're working a turkey. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, and another thing that I like to do around this time of year, probably probably between. Uh, February 15th through middle of March or something. If I do catch a moment where I can go do some scouting on a place, especially public land, well, I mean, I guess exclusively to public land, this would apply, uh, going around and marking spots that you can't get to. Um, I'll tell you a story that just came to mind. I, I don't know if I've told this yet, but um, but it was two years ago. Gary was coming down to uh, to hunt with me on opening. Week. We had a draw at um, one of the places in Mississippi, and he was coming down and I went to go and I knew where a bird was and then I uh, for some reason thought maybe we should go I should go find another one. And I tried to do that and about I don't know, probably two hours before it got dark, I was gonna go down this road and what I usually do is I'll go around and I'll I'll mark which rows have a, a closed gate that you can't get down to save us a lot of time. If it's something if we botch this hunt, you know, we gotta go find another one, especially if there's a time limit or anything, this would probably really apply to the so states where you got to stop hunting like one o'clock, and you really can't waste much time on you know just driving around trying to get somewhere where you know a bird might be. Um, marking the gates that are closed, marking the roads that are inaccessible, stuff like that. Finding out if there's a tree falling in this road that's going to keep you from getting down you know to where you're trying to get beforehand can really save you a lot of a lot of time because too many times I've driven up a, like a mountain to get to the top to try to get to somewhere, and there's a road's closed, and you got to somehow reverse halfway down to find a spot to turn around before you can go back out. Um would have been really nice to know that before I, I got to the very top of it. Um, but I was doing that, and then I kind of, I'm going to tell myself here, I got to thinking in, like, a, another turkey hunter's mindset, like, I don't think that gate's really closed. I think there's a turkey down there, and that's why this is just kind of, like, dummy closed maybe. Um, so, cause it wasn't like the lock was on it, but it wasn't like around the chain wasn't on it. So, and I've done that before, not on a, not on a hunting place, but you know, just kind of dummy lock something like that and shut some gates sometimes. But, um, but, but no, I went over there and it was, uh, it was able to be open. It wasn't easily able to be open, but I got it open and I was like, well, I, I know there's a turkey down here because somebody's coming through here and found a turkey and, you know, kind of dummy locked the gates so and nobody else would go hunting before opening day. And I'm about to go find that turkey. And so, I went down there, and I got about a quarter mile in there, and I started going through, like, these ditches and mud holes and stuff like that, and I'm thinking, this is just kind of rough, you know. Um, you know, that, that might have kept uh, kept some folks out in itself, but uh, kept, I kept going, and then um, got about a half a mile to a full mile down there, and I'd really gotten into some thick stuff, and it was getting getting hairy real quick. And... Um, at that point i was I was probably halfway through the road and started considering better options of i might I might need to just get get through this and, and instead of try to go back through any of these models because they were pretty rough and they just kept getting worse and worse and worse and finally i got to it is it has been dark by now i mean I've been on this road, which is two miles long for three and a half hours, and then um, I got to the end of it, and that gate was locked, and so I had to come back through all of it and wound up getting there i think. It was it was after midnight when I got out of there, and and y'all could look at my truck, and half of the results are still on there. The bumpers halfway missing, dented in, and all kinds of stuff. So, um, but yeah, if, if a gate's closed, I was not going down it. Just put a little pin there and say that you can't get down this road. But I mean, luckily, I guess, especially for Gary's sake, he drove down. We didn't have to do that instead of hunting. So at least I got that out of my system. <clears throat> but um, but I mean finding, what about finding, we did get a, a couple more that were kind of in the same tune of that, um, uh, finding turkeys just not necessarily on the phone. Um, what do y'all look for? Closer. What do y'all, is that loud, too loud? Um, yep. Yeah. Um, so what do y'all look for, say, not, not to be driving around, but, you know, if you're trying to find a turkey, elevation, <clears throat> water, all that good stuff.
1: You know, on the, on the land I hunt, I'll start out, um we'll have a guy that goes in there and bush hogs a lot of a lot of our food plots, roads and stuff and you know, I'll start out there and uh from there just just tracks, looking mm-hmm. for tracks, seeing where they are, seeing where they're where they're going, um, potential roof spots, like yep. you said elevation. Um I love to I love to find around like a you know, you got a break, like a cypress break, mm-hmm. um and water find, yeah, water just where they can fly up over, but an easy place to pitch down to yep. the next morning where they can still see, so that's that's kind of where I start, and then just, it could be a bunch of different scenarios, but go from there and see, yeah. and, and kind of follow them around and see what they're doing.
2: So. Yeah. I mean, I, as far as internet stuff goes, high spots, ridges, you know, especially if there's five or six in a row, um, you know, it looks like that. Mm-hmm. That's the hot spot to me a lot of times for some reason. I don't know why, but... It can also be a blessing and a curse. Oh, yeah. Because um, you get on this one, he's on this one. He's not going to go to the end of it and come back up yours. Um, but if you can find where those meet at the top, you can normally pull him off any one of them mm-hmm. fingers to you. Um, so I'll try and figure out, you know, place it look like your hand, um, figure that out. You know, watch okay, for creaks, watch for anything like that. Um, you know, the, the puzzle pieces, try to find them see how to get to the inside of them, not the outside of them, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'll be on the same side of the creek as them. Um, whether or not it's more or less on one side of a creek or the other side of the creek may just determine which side of the road I come in off of, mm-hmm. um, things like that. And this is all stuff I've kind of figured out in the last four months, or thought about in the last four months, really, since I've started e-scouting. Um I'll start with that on online, and um, then eventually go try to put eyes on it. And so, like if you see a, f- <clears throat> a f- like a field or a certain color woods, y- you want to go figure out what the, that is. If it's pines, if it's hardwoods, if it's cut over, you know things like that. Um, I pulled up on a bunch of spots that I thought were pretty pines, twenty year old pines, yeah. and they'd be clean cut, you know, within, since the image was taken. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that, or you think it's, uh, as far as deer hunting goes, you think it's a soybean field because it was four years ago, and you get there and it's a grown-up, you know, old hay pasture mm-hmm. now. Um, things like that
0: I've, you know, run into, but got to watch out for that. Um, and I have driven around, uh, especially out west, and if this, um, if this was – Dirt at this time, this picture was taken, and now it is um, something different. I start trying to correlate all that. I'll try to be mm-hmm. like, all right, everything that's dirt has turned out to be, uh, you know, corn mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. And then everything that was green, regardless of what it was when this satellite image was taken, is now, you know, dirt or it is beans or something yeah, like that. Something trying to trying to correlate that. Sometimes you'll be wrong, but sometimes it is right. Um, my rule of thumb is: packages in cemeteries, obviously. <laughs> i've written on that since i was a kid if uh if uh, if you can come across a cemetery good a good old cemetery you can probably hear turkey off of there i don't know what the correlation between elevation of um kind of requirements for building cemeteries are but usually they're on a pretty high spot and they'll let you hear a good hollows over um now whether or not you can go hunting it's up to you and and, but it'll kind of i think i've mentioned you can um you'll be the first to find out because a lot of times you can find those turkeys with your ears instead of your eyes um, a lot of folks will have seen the strutter you've seen in that cow pasture mm-hmm. before you got there. And a lot of times they've already hunted it and all that good stuff. And those are, those places are a little harder to, to gain permission. Um, but as far as, um, but as far as that goes, uh, that and then anybody named, uh, Peggy for some reason. I mentioned it. I, I noted, I caught myself. I, I said that at our last podcast. Uh, Chase mentioned one goblin across the road and it was on a place yeah. named, someone named Peggy. Yeah. Um, it, it just always happens that way. It's one of the things, once you think about a red car, you always see a red car, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think water and any, any anything like that that will provide a I call them point of options. I've been thinking on it a lot lately. Why turkeys roost over water. I think a lot of it is security, um, especially like a break or something like that, that they can fly off of that, you know, wingless predators can't quite get to. I think that makes them feel safer, but also I think a lot of times I've been kind of contemplating: do they roost the on creeks so they can hear both sides of the creek? Because if I could get in a tree and decide my morning which way I was going to go, depending, mm. depending on which gobbler I heard, I would probably do that too.
2: Just like me deciding which side left or right. Right. You know, oh, if you can, right.
0: if you can somehow position yourself in the middle of it and then pick. That'd be best. So I think a lot of times you know, the same will apply to ridges and hollows and stuff like that. If they, if they know turkeys will be able to be heard from all four of these ridges, they're going to roost somewhere where they can hear all four ridges. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like you said, I like the analogy of the hand. I like, you know, putting stuff in the, you know, obviously in the shapes and, you know, puzzle pieces yeah. and stuff. But, um, but yeah, I, I've noticed that too and a way to connect yeah. them and, um, and a lot of times I think turkeys will roost in a bottom and a tree that is in, rooted in the bottom at all level with the ridges next to it. So we can just pretty much like, you know, hop from, you know, that bar to yeah. that bar yeah. and be on that ridge if it needs to, Now, whether or not it's got to go up or down after that is up to them. But, um, but at least it 've been a pretty good spot, I think, um. Yeah, I think so. And then, like, if I'm if I'm looking for turkeys with my eyes, and it's uh, been raining, if it's early morning, there's dew on the ground. I avoid tall stuff. I don't think turkeys like to get wet. I think they'd rather be in short, short grasses. If you're going to look for them with your eyes, and then um, and um, I gotta, I'd have to go back and think a little bit. There was a, I had a little bit of a theory on whether or not they were or were not in shadows and stuff like that. I'm talking big fields and which way right. they would most likely be. If you really had to listen, you couldn't hear those or... If you if you went into the, the west side of it, if that would really kind of, you know, boogie up if if they gobbled on the east, you couldn't get across or something. Those are a little rule of thumb I've been thinking on about which one to pick if you were 50-50, which uh, we've always kind of paid attention to, whether or not you, you set up on the east or west side of a bird. I think it's, you, it's beneficial to have the sun at your back for cover's sake, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you don't want to put it in the bird's eyes. I don't think they're a little less comfortable walking into the mm-hmm. sunlight. So if you could be um, on the on the side where the sun is, not quite in your face shining at you, but if you can find something to block it and put the sun at the bird's back, I think he's just a lot more likely to get there. You know, he's just more comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um, which that's breaking it down and breaking it down and breaking it down to finding turkeys and then actually hunting the turkeys. But um, but that's my spell, I guess.
2: Um, something else I thought about that I've been dropping pens on that I'm going to kind of test this year is, is bowls. Like, you know... Just deep bowls mm-hmm. for knowing, um, or for checking on windy days. Getting to yeah. the top of the ridge of a big bowl, um, or three quarters the way up the ridge of a big bowl, um, where I can hear a turkey. Those mornings that you it's too windy to hear turkeys because they're in a hole somewhere and you don't know where they're at. I've been dropping pins on those so I can. I'm gonna test that theory a little bit this and year. And that's a
0: that's a good point. A lot of if I'm looking for turkeys, a lot of it's gonna be dependent on what is going on around you, mm-hmm. weather wise. Um, rain um, turkey's gonna go and open in the rain and i feel like almost every t- not every time but there's a there's a limited window there for like 30 minutes to an hour i feel like where they're not quite wet they're going to be out there trying to dry off And i think a lot of security you know yeah, they, predators sad. or they kind of utilize their eyes a lot more than their ears but um at the same time you can you can you whatever you're you're doing is probably what they're going to want to do if you can't hear because it's windy get, they probably can't either so they don't yeah. like being in those spots where you you couldn't hear anyways so I'm kind of going. It's just path of least resistance. I feel like if it's cooler in the creek bottoms and you're really hot, you know, they're, they're probably the same. They probably want to be in the creek bottoms too. Um, but um, but but things change. Weather changes and stuff like that. And um, I, I usually do find them more in lower spots on windy days. And then um, and then time of day. I think a lot of times. I can think of a couple this past year coming across a couple gobblers in a field or something like that at high noon, and there's nothing you can do to talk them out of that field. I mean, there's nothing you can do. They're just they're not turkeys for those two hours they're just loafing around and kind of preening, and their mind is on anything but a, a hand-wild turkey. I've seen them walk next to them, and not doesn't phase them. Um, you can find them, but I advise heavily against trying to hunt them too hard until they kind of until they give you a sign of if they gobble at another hand or they gobble at something else your best option is to remain unknown about, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, just kind of keep it low and, and let them do their thing until they kind of initiate it. And once they initiate it, you know, it's kind of fair game. But I think I, – I can think of a couple that i bumped because I'm just getting mad at, like, why, what's, what am I doing wrong? Why are, you, why are you so unintrigued right now? And really it was just the time of the day and that was just kind of their lunch break more so to speak.
1: Yeah. But, I, I mean –
0: Y'all hunted turkeys in the rain. Y'all, y'all know where.
1: To oh, yeah, find the yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Uh, the, the rain. I'm gonna ease around and and try to use my eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, get on the edge of a field, get to where I can see a stretch down a road and just glass for a little while or for a few minutes before I move on and kind of move on and cover as much ground as I can. Because like you said, they're gonna they're gonna be somewhere they can use their eyes. Yep. They're in the same situation as you. You can't hear one gobble a hundred yards. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna try to be somewhere and. In, in, and it may be I I know that, um, the last turkey I killed in the rain was in a hardwood bottom, mm-hmm. but it was a wide open hardwood. Yeah, bottom. You see a long so way. they can see they can see a long way. Plus, they've got some cover mm-hmm. to use with them. They're not just in the middle of a field. So it's
2: probably a windy, rainy day. Right? Yeah, yeah, it
1: was. And it just just sit and don't don't rush really. Just yeah. glass and see and glass again and glass one more time. That just to make sure mm-hmm. you're not about to bump anything. The knees on up and and repeat the steps and turkeys will absolutely gobble in the rain oh they will and you There's just no might not hear them. hear them that's what i'm gonna say you can see them gobble yeah. but you not hear in gobble.
0: and that could i mean i've used it to my advantage before if you if you can get close enough i mean you might ruin a slate call and box call i'd probably just bring my mouth calls because mm-hmm. and i say that because i did ruin a slate call doing this before um went in there when they're in the rain heard a turkey got pretty close to him on the limb killed him but I think it was a lot of it was because he could, was kind of the only bird he could hear. Yeah. You know, he was gobbling almost like he was lost, and I'm sure there was some hens around him before he flew up, and he knew they were around and couldn't hear them, and was probably frustrated that he couldn't hear either, and just kept gobbling. And I was probably the only other being in the planet that heard him that morning. The hens probably couldn't hear him either. Um, those he came in pretty pretty quick, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, but I like to think that he, I was probably the only hen he heard too. Mm-hmm. So it kind of made it easier. He got. My butt wet, but worth it. I take it. Yeah,
2: if we ain't filming, it don't matter. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I think it's. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's easier to kill one in the rain, but I think if you can find one in the rain, your chances go up because if he, if like you just said, if you get to where you can, he Mm -hmm. can hear you. There's a good chance all he can hear is you. Mm -hmm. So and and also, you mean there's no telling what may wander up on you. Yeah, and that's a that's another thing just to keep it. You got to keep your head on a swivel.
0: Yeah, and and I say, I mean, turkeys will gobble in the rain. I, they don't, I mean, they like to display whatever type of genus species that is that displays their reproductive seasons that they are that. And they like to gobble and be heard and be seen and be pretty. Yeah. So, I mean, they don't just go around gobbling like normal. They will respond is what I meant. And then the hens, ah, I can't really remember a bunch of hens I hear. They don't just converse like they would on pretty days, um, just chatter to chatter. But, but they will, and um, it's more of a, a quick conversation. Let them know where you're at, and that might be why that one got shot so quick. You know, yeah. it, all, that's all he needed was just a, a, something to prove another turkey was there. But um, but, but we we've gotten a couple that were you know how do you hunt or how do you find turkeys uh, in the rain and then some of the wind and I hate wind more than I hate anything, oh. um, because if it's almost it's just uh, it gets under my skin. I can't if I can't hear good, I get all tied up oh, me too
2: like. oh, it, 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 it'll ruin my morning yeah. way more than rain well
0: just the the. i just get it gets under my skin mm-hmm. but i mean it's really no different i know I've, I've killed a turkey in the wind this was years ago using the wind to kind of move around a whole lot and i got pretty daggum close to some that were in the middle of the water open woods and just had to wait and be patient and disciplined and when you when you moved but if the wind would blow real hard i could move up this was in you know late april i could move up a good bit move up a good bit and finally got to uh, like a an opening that connected to the opening that they were in um because i don't think they would have probably went through the thick stuff this was being late season but they they were perfectly fine walking around the open part you know so i got finally got a i'd say probably 95 to to 100 yards away kind of down and um and I tried to get, a bu- uh, I don't know if this had an effect or not, but upwind where I could kind of like call and and let it go down to them. I didn't, I, my last, I, I didn't want to get there at two o'clock. Finally, make a two-hour trek and move only when the wind was blowing to get there, and then uh, then call. My my uh, calls went behind me and they didn't even hear it. So right, right. I did try to make sure I did that, but I don't know if that had much of an effect.
2: I did in Kansas. The Kansas. Yeah,
0: yeah. We talked about that last week. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's no way that wind didn't help on that. Right. But but yeah, finding ways to kind of turn on um, turn not so great days into yeah. good enough days. There's advantages to everything I think. Um
2: those are different color pens for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What uh that's a good uh topic that I I wanted to ask uh, I guess we got coming on, but what do y'all do y'all have like an uh an official legend to your pen colors and coordination or anything like that? Like I think I do until I look at my map from a distance yeah. and I didn't. It just looks like confetti.
1: Yeah, I remembered it
2: wrong. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, right. It is
1: what it is. I, yeah, I do. I have a, uh, you know, I have a, all my pens for turkeys have the turkey on it, but then I have a, a color for where I think may be good. I yeah. have a color where I um, have seen turkeys. I have a mm-hmm. color where I've heard turkeys, and I have a co- different color for where I've killed turkeys. Yeah. So I got, you know, a different color for everything. So when I'm looking, I don't just see a turkey and, me think that was just somewhere that looked good on the map Mm -hmm. but it you know not have any idea
0: i've got a couple pins i'm like i have no reason to believe this is a good spot i just i was looking for somewhere else and came across this and you know five states over and i feel like this is a good spot so check it out i don't know if i've ever checked any of them out but i do have like a very odd color for that just in case i ever just really just wind up in that in that area and need to kill some time i guess i check it out but other than that I, I try to keep it pretty color coordinated, and like, and, and like Jay said, I always forget what it is. So mm-hmm. every year I need to go back and refresh.
2: Yeah, I end up clicking on every one of them. Yeah, every you know every time I'm anywhere remotely close look to it, I down. there's a, a bunch of red like, Yeah, I don't know what these all are. But, I'm bad about using like a base camp logo. What? Like something that's not turkey oh. related. And so I'll think, check it out. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just where I've parked my truck. <laughs> So like I've used them for the same versus this one and it's it I run into the Sure issues if they're listening for a
0: turkey and it's just where
2: you Yeah, it's just yeah just I, a fork in a road somewhere. I'm yeah. like Okay.
1: Yeah, I change I mean I like I use the access point for where I park a truck and I mean I mine's I'm saying this stuff so ever Still Yo's phone while you're asleep or something. I don't know where <laughs> they really good find a turkey and not go where good luck. <laughs> so I'm not telling tell you what colors mind. are which though. Huh? I didn't tell you which colours are I which know. though. But no, I yeah, I use an access point. I, mine's like OCD, yeah, set up. Mine ain't. I know. Mm-mm.
2: I just discovered I could do it on my, my my computer the other day. That's a big big step. Big I remember, difference. Remember,
0: remember finding that out? Um, yeah, I got about five hundred more pins. But in two nights. Another one I just saw jotted down here. Suppose it has about or hind up birds, which kind of go in the same vein of finding birds and them being stubborn, but um. Chase, I feel like I know. I know you and I have dealt with a good bit of end up birds. I know Seals has too. Um, if y'all want to kick that off, that's all they. That's all they said was just end up birds. You can take that how you want it. Like what he meant by that, but but I thought that I like leaving it vague like that, leaving yeah. the door open.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I touched on it some last week at Auburn um, Brex Turkey last year specifically. Yeah. You know, was hand up with what five hands I think. Five, six, something like that, seven he said, seven, um so the issue we ran into we we would call here, and then he would gobble here, you know, away from look like the hens were quote unquote pulling him away, um we'd get in front of him, and he'd gobble where we last called, so three or four times of doing that, cat and mouse in it, you know, wrong moves. I uh, finally realized he's he's trying to get there. He's just pushing hens, mm-hmm. you know, herding cattle, in other words, yeah, you know. Which is a good point. And, you know, he's trying to get there as soon as he can, but he's got to take seven other smart turkeys with yeah. him, you know.
0: So you're, you're saying patience more so. Patience. Speak, how you deal with it. Yeah.
2: I like to call a lot. Um praying to get one of the hens fired up if that doesn't work. Um, they're just – I, mean, I almost try to change the hens temperature more than I try yeah. to change the gobbler's temperature. You can change his temperature on and off all day. If he's got, you know, live hens in front of him, it's pretty hard to mm-hmm. change his his mind. Um, but you can you can tick off a hen pretty easy some days and some days they don't they don't care mm-hmm. for you at all. You know, if they're they're out of their normal territory anyways, it don't matter. But if you're if they're the boss hen and that's their block, yeah, you you get it real aggressive and start. Um, another thing is is responding to the tur- to the gobbler a lot. That's a, that's another thing I do. Uh, you know, if he gobbles, hit him with a call instantly, mm-hmm. bah, bah, bah,
1: bah, bah,
2: right off his gobble, and that'll normally tick off a hand. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, no, nah, I'm the one talking to him like that. You know, yeah. in my mind,
0: that's how they talk back. Good, I'm not the one that thinks of, like, I bet that's what that means. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, because Seals especially knows – the cerebral aspect of if, if I'm, I have not shot a turkey before, so I could count hen yelps on a turkey mm-hmm. that I knew was approaching him before. And, um, and it's again, back to like, once you think about a red car, you start seeing a red car, but I, some of the stuff, I think there's definitely a way to, um, if a hen's walking, I always notice she cuts like nine to 12 times and she's sitting there. It's a lot less or something like that. Or if, right. if, um, if she's walking and yelping, she's doing this. And then the one that the gobbler goes to, usually yelps this many times i'm not going to say it because um i think it's pretty yeah not magic but it's um but it's i've started noticing it a lot more whichever hint is is uh their yelp is at this cadence is pretty, pretty much the one it always goes to so i don't know what they're saying or how they're saying it but i think um i think turkeys definitely they spend a lot of time with each other especially i mean maybe not as much in the southeast but uh um i think it was uh cuz mentioned on his podcast not long ago kind of talking about out west birds um, that do spend a lot of their lives together to know the tones and the you know the voices of the birds around them probably a lot better than they do in the southeast and um and i know it's the notorious birds out there that are hand up usually the hands like walk away at first sound of another call and stuff like that and it's almost like they recognize a. Hey, there's been 50 of us in the same group for the, our whole life and his 51st is kind of sounding kind of funky, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just don't like that. But, um, but in you know, in the Southeast, I feel like it's always competition. You, you can't, you know, you, you, there's no telling. There's no predicting. There's no nothing. But if you can ever get one fired up enough to come in there, usually the gob will be there. Kind of take advantage of his stubbornness, if that makes You know, yeah. he could probably see. And as long as she st- sticks around, he's as comfortable as he needs
1: to be. Well, and it also depends on, too, the, you know, the temperature of the gobbler um, to get, you know, if he's if he's shut up, mm-hmm. you know, gobbling once every 10 or so minutes, I'll be patient, hoping that he's going to mm-hmm. eventually break and, and, you know, make moves off of that. But um, I can think of it two years ago in Florida. Yeah. Um, those turkeys were hinned up, and they were gobbling cool. every call we made. They, they were got, just telling us to come on. and But they, they were steadily walking away, and I think we ended up on that hunt. We ended up walking like two miles, or seven hundred yards, from the truck, mm-hmm. chasing them back. But you know, we we stayed behind and we let them get behind a, a cut pile. We let them get around a curve and we'd move up on them. And we hunted that turkey. I think I killed it at like twelve thirty. Yeah, twelve thirty. And we I mean finally <clears throat> twelve thirty or twelve twenty nine. He finally decided to break and come directly. But we stayed behind him eighty to a hundred yards mm-hmm. for from daylight. And
0: I don't. I'm, I've heard some people that's the only way they'll hunt them is is trailing them until that magic moment happens. Mm-hmm. Um, is and I, and they have good you know good points. If they, they've walked through this area, they know for a fact it's clean, if it, they're safe in it and stuff like that. I just in my mind's the opposite. They've already seen what's there. Why would they think something yeah. else? You know, they just saw that there was not a hint there. Why would there be one now? And Obviously, hens can walk, and you know,
1: in unsafe if, situations. And, and all, it worked but, out though, because I mean. Honestly, with with me and you, we would have probably tried to circle those birds. Yeah, but that's what I was about to get to. And we like, cu- I would rather do that. Obviously, and we couldn't yeah. because we were in the middle of a cutover, so we were literally using cut piles and bins. Keep thinking you saying gut piles. Yeah, cut. 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 Like, where did piles these come of into play? Trees. Cut. Cut. <laughs> I don't piles. remember these. And well, like we were sitting behind, we're not. Oh, to yeah. But I mean, we were having to use that just to just to make me yeah. on them. Now I, I will say that.
2: this: just that's a hen coming to him, though. What? You know if. You're trailing it, yeah, he's not gonna stop because you're going you're eventually gonna catch up to him when he stops. You know what I mean? It's From the yeah. gobbler's perspective. Yeah. Why am I gonna turn around and meet him halfway? You know. Yeah. Yeah. You called here and here and here and here. If he wouldn't But he wouldn't turn left or right either, though. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much just to get in front yeah, of him. Yeah, you can get
0: in front of him. If he don't want to go that way, he you know, or if the hands don't want to go that right. way is what I mean.
2: That's one of those hard to hard to call cause I causes. like to get
0: in the the, the vicinity. Right. And a lot of times you can break it down into heading towards water, heading towards cooler temperatures, mm-hmm. heading towards you know, you might not know the point in the creek they're going to, but if they always go to a creek bed, get in the creek bed, if it's four hundred yards down, you got a lot better shot at calling them. Then that then the option is left and right, right once they right. get to the creek bed. Not coming, you know, if, if you can if you can influence the decision to just take the right route, you know, yeah. your chances skyrocket, I think. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And that's just turkey noises. That's not necessarily calling to the gobbler's making turkey noises and talking them into it. But um, but all right, that's all. I mean, we're going to do that. And um, we got a story we wanted to tell with uh, our buddy down here. Still wait? You can come up here? Come on. This, uh, we were talking with Gary uh, on the way up here, and um, I don't think we've told the story of uh, the little the cutover bird. The, that weekend, I was like, that's a that's a good, because we didn't have a podcast then. So
2: I hadn't uh, actually heard that whole story.
0: So It's a good one. I'm looking forward to it. Is,
3: Is this working? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I can hear it. You know how
0: to work a microphone, Gary?
3: Not a Garth Brooks microphone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gosh. I'm going to go jump around the rafters and stuff with this yeah. thing on. What was his alter ego? Garth Brooks? Brooks's.
3: Chris Gaines. Yeah. yeah. Chris Gaines, Chris
0: Gaines stuff. Huh? I got Jason's hair is about long enough to be Chris Gaines if he needs mascara. Easy. Easy. Looking like it. Um but no, this is our buddy Old Gearsden, who is uh, now a certified turkey killer machine, it seems like. But um tell that. <laughs> I enjoy but, it. Uh, man, yeah a good buddy of ours and um we were talking the other day about um some stories that might have kind of slipped the podcast and then we were thinking of one uh one of the better weekends we've had in the turkey woods was in 2020 when gary came down to go hunting in uh southeast mississippi and um it was a, a an odd time because of covid and everything and gary's career and singing and everything and um got the chance to come down and do some hunting and um it was it was cool just kind of reliving it. My was doing it on the way up here, uh, kind of just driving, pulling the trailer up here. I was like, I hadn't thought about this hunt in a while, and that was a that was a cool cool sequence of events though. Um, for anywhere from Gary coming down in the middle of a pandemic and all kinds of stuff, being worried about getting home, you know. Yeah. And then um, top it off, winding up with a turkey. But um, okay, so pretty much how this uh, situation started, Gary talked with uh, Austin at a. Uh, Around his weekend, I feel like, and yeah. what he gave you the seals gave you the open invite. It felt like, and then COVID hit, so then the opportunity arose. Yeah, I
1: think I think the yeah it was at a show. It was your last show?
3: Yeah, it was in Jackson, uh, and I remember him and his wife Lenny. They came up, and he brought me a hat, and and we had a mutual friend Jonathan Redd yep. who were up with him. What y'all call him? Okay, He had swag. a swag. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's what it was. But uh, an <laughs> official shout out. He, he hit me up and was like, man, you ought to go get up with those guys. They're really cool dudes, and he's a good buddy of mine. So I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, I ain't got nothing to yeah. do. I'm stuck at the house. So, yeah, I came down on a whim. We didn't know, honestly, each other ah. from Adam. Y'all could have abducted me or <laughs> killed me down there uh, for all I knew. But, no, we just had a great time. I mean, we, we worked. Uh, yeah. A whole day of just dodging weather, you know, being on birds, not being on birds. And then – We had just a spectacular morning the next day that just happened quick. Pretty, I'm not going to say it was a roost hunt. It -hmm. was kind of like made a move in a cutover and made a big – just like we were talking – y'all were Mm -hmm. just talking about getting in front of a turkey Mm -hmm. or whatever. Instead of trailing a turkey, that's what we did. And fortunately for y'all, that was a place that y'all knew a lot Mm -hmm. about. So – Obviously, I'm I'm honestly coming in. I don't know where where we're hunting, what we're hunting in, or even if we had permission to be out there. For all I know, but uh, so yeah, we just made a big loop on him, and and uh, he came to that cutover, and all I really remember is I'm a little guy, obviously, and uh, what were y'all? I can't even remember we what were y'all. were like are. some
1: dirt a dirt knoll, pretty yeah, much. We were, we were late. Like, it was like, like a culvert or something. I can't no, remember. Like, what It, it was had, a water runoff. Yeah. Maybe. And, yeah.
3: Uh, there was nothing that we could set up on, and there was just fresh-cut tree that was, like, cut at the root. And I was like, I can hide behind that. I was like, I don't know him that well, but I was like, yeah.
0: hey, he could fit right there. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember we, we talked about the story of uh, – y'all, I y'all y'all didn't even see the turkey when I shot him. Uh-huh. But, uh, I remember y'all just heard the, the safety oh, click off, yeah. and you're
0: like, I don't know what this dude's about to shoot at. Because I did not think that turkey was there. Because what it, had what it happened was we got on him, and, and it's – no, I mean, just completely coincidental. It's really night and day between the day before we tried trailing them, and we trailed them, and trailed them, and trailed them until literally the sun went down. Um, granted, the weather was not quite as cooperative on those days. On that day, and then, um, and then the next day, we we said, "Hold up, make a loop, get in front of where they want to be." Just completely different properties. I mean, nowhere near each other. Different turkeys, everything. And neither, I didn't know their usual routines or anything. Probably no more than Gary or you did, but. um. But I didn't know which way they were headed that that next day, and I think we all very collectively agreed: let's not do that again. Let's not trail behind them again. Let's get in front of them, and we did. And then, um but not, nah, I know seals was. Um, we we looked around, and this place had been cut over since I. And this is a fresh cut over, and I love cut over birds, but um, but we were kind of caught, you know, kind of with our hands tied because once we got to the the cut over that we thought they might be making their way to they were in it and yeah. once we got there we're like well now we can't go in it because i have no idea how open this is around this big you know pushed up pile and um seals and i we kind of laid behind a big mound of dirt in a ditch of water or whatever you said it was but yeah i remember calling and calling it and the turkey i could i knew in my head was was approaching the call but i had no idea which direction and we had set up pretty much just kind of open could shoot here maybe and if not I had in my mind we're probably going to have to make one more move before we get on it, and we didn't. And he came to pretty much. I mean, pretty perfect quick. for Gary's like yeah. shot mm-hmm. because I was really scared he's going to wind up like walking over so I'm like, I don't know Gary. I, this turkey comes up six yards from me. He's going to shoot me and seals and the turkey and all this stuff. And I'm kind of calling, kind of giving a little silence, and I heard we hear like click. and I'm like, oh god, where's this turkey? Because I don't know where that at. And I'm like, I, I don't know this guy enough to know if he's going to be like. You know, behind us or over us or anything like that, and I hear the shot, and we're like literally on our backs. So like, you think of those like, like not Oklahoma or whatever you used to call them. Those drills in football, where you lay on your back and like spl- uh, spin over real quick, and then take off. Yeah. Um, that's like what we were doing. Flipped over and took off running. Like I'm just running towards wherever Gary's running, and I'm like <laughs> just waiting to see a turkey, and then finally see a tail fan and kick up, and I'm like, there ain't no way. And no, it was a it was a good bird though.
3: Yeah, that setup. I mean, it wasn't ideal, but honestly, that. The pile is what saved us mm-hmm. because as soon as he popped out, as soon as he saw there was not a hen in that wide open spot yeah. we were at, he was he was gone. Yeah. So it would it did work out on the fact that his approach was where it came. That's just like luck of the jaw sometimes. Literally. So,
0: yeah. and the fact I mean, and and you just I mean not having to hunted that much at the time, mm-hmm. just knowing hey, you got one second and took you know took a, a quick decision like that to pull the trigger and, and that was. That's pretty good. I feel like that was a, a good spark right there because then after that, mm-hmm. old G Money got to rolling. What on a tear? Yep. Yeah. So, but, uh, so, so you you covered a lot of ground the past couple of seasons and you got, you sent me a, a picture of the, the itinerary, it seems, yeah, uh, for the upcoming season. So, what's, how's that going?
3: I, you know how it is. You get a solid plan down and then yeah. the week turkey season starts. It's totally different. Mm-hmm. So, But I'm going to hit a lot of states this year. Uh, I I don't know if anyone doesn't know this, but I'm a tour musician. But selfishly, we take all spring off so I can target on as much as I can or my wife lets me. Mm -hmm. And uh, so – but, yeah, we're we're going to hit a lot of new places and get to home with a lot of friends. And that thing – actually, Austin and I were talking uh, a couple days ago about finding a state and getting up in the woods together and our buddy Lake and – that kind of stuff. But it's cool. I'm going to focus a lot this year on the East Coast. I haven't done a lot of that stuff. And and I got the whole camper shell, can cowboy camp out the yeah. back and just go. And so um really looking forward to it. But, you know, talking about e-scouting, that's, you know, it's, it's so key in, in those times and, you know, just going to different places and finding those spots where it can be it looks like turkey, but doesn't necessarily mean it's there. So you need to have plan A, B, C, and D, and so on to the alphabet, and once back up. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it this year. Uh, I'm, I'm ready for it to start, and yeah, hopefully have some success. Gonna have some failures, always do. Yeah, so it's just part of it. They're inevitable, but. Eventually so
0: success becomes inevitable if you just keep going and that's one of the things like yeah. you you love the process, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna you are going you are going you will not kill a lot of turkeys because you yeah. like going turkey hunting, not because you're good at turkey hunting more times than not. You're there uh where you need to be, when you need to be and nature just kinda of plays out. Um and then also you're where you shouldn't be, where you did not need to be, when you did not need to be and nature plays out and it's just staying in your favor. Yeah. But yeah. But no, it's uh it's just kind of here. I feel like I, I, I've really started getting pumped up, you know, here lately. I, the book writing and getting that was a blur, and then all of a sudden, I, I literally I felt like I looked down in November and looked back up, and it was like February fifth, yep. and now it's almost turkey season. But um, and we've
3: had this just string of hot weather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it feels like spring out, you know, when it's you know forty five in the morning and. Sixty-five in the afternoon. You're like, good night. Yeah, I mean, ought to be one gobbling <laughs> might, somewhere. Might
0: get a little, a little wild hair here and, and and check a place out or two. But I know um, what is today. The fifteenth. So, I know for a fact. I heard one on February sixteenth, one of the year. And this was mm-hmm. at the place where the whole Mushroom Creek stuff started. This is where the turkey first turkey I ever heard one of them thing was, and it was on February sixteenth because I thought that was Seals' birthday, and that's why I remembered it, and why that's not Seals' birthday. <laughs> it's not, but I did not forget the day of that turkey goblin, which was February sixteenth. So <laughs> they're out there. Still don't know your birthday, Seals. It's the nineteenth. Oh, he did know. It. Yeah, I know it now. Okay, because <laughs> of that, because of that turkey, going for that turkey, I probably wouldn't. But, but no, I think um, that covers any of our. Um, we had a couple people ask if Gary was going to be on, if we're going to be in Nashville. I was like, well, we'll, we'll see. I know he's dude's a freaking busy man, but I know I've never heard him turn down a chance to talk turkey. So I'm I glad. love doing it. Yeah. I appreciate you hopping over here, buddy.
3: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, dude. Thank y'all for being in Nashville and excited for a convention that I won't be able to yeah. partake in this year, but it's going to be fun. Hey, that's oh, hey. all
0: right. We're here for it. We'll catch you in March, though.
3: Sounds good. Bingo. <laughs>
0: All right, the man, G. Um, all right, we'll uh, we'll open any live questions anybody might have. We'll do our best to answer them. I can't promise. There's Jay. So oh, Jay? <laughs> um, we'll, uh, we'll do our best to answer anything like that. But um, and if you got any, shoot them out. Unless y'all got anything else, y'all want to make sure you include. We need
2: to. I've seen some oh, yeah. more people walk in. If you walked in after we started, raffle tickets are over here, doing some giveaways at the end. See my dad. Free raffle tickets. Guy in the vest. Free. Yeah, totally free. And he will, uh, before we do the raffle, he'll give me the, the end stubs. So, yeah. Y'all we'll run up there, see him.
0: Give away some light boots and then some spring leaves and stuff, but... um. Not the coolest giveaway products because we do have a booth at NWTF and we did not feel like taking any of that down after we just spent two days putting that up. So, um, yeah, so we're not gonna have any free guns or anything like that, like we're gonna have in Starville, which um, is a good reminder to let folks know if you are listening to this, we are gonna be in Starville, Mississippi on, um, there you, there you go, on, um, on February 28th at Rick's Cafe with our buddy Lake and Jordan at Speak the Language Podcast presented by Horn And we're gonna have like free Horn memberships memberships. Seals knows the gun kind, don't you? Super, as a Super Black Eagle 3. It's coming from Turkey's for Tomorrow. They're going to be donating that to give away to those who do attend. you obviously got to be there to, to, to get it. Um, got that, and obviously was we'll some spring legion stuff and some primos, a ton of primos calls and whatnot are going to be there, and that is February 28th. Uh, I'm going to say 6 o'clock, but I don't know. Do you? I think it's 6 to 8. might be 6 to 8. Y'all might want to check some social media for that. I know, like – talk with us we've got some stuff planned to make sure y'all get um y'all have the chance to learn about what the time and date and stuff When we do some marketing material here while we're all together um and so if you're in the if you're in that area and there's folks coming from alabama tennessee arkansas we've already talked to they're going to be there so uh i advise y'all to swing by and possibly win a a gun and a lot of other stuff and talk turkey with us so got that housekeeping out the way and um we'll open anything up if anybody's got any questions or complaints or concerns or anything like that? And,
2: yeah, it doesn't have to be a question. It can be a scenario or uh, more as a story you want us to tell. Maybe. Got one right here. Yep. What kind of weather are
1: you
0: um, Hmm. Snow. Are... I'm never hunting in the snow. I don't care if the turkeys are everywhere. I'm not hunting it. No, I, I hate I'm, snow. am with a burning passion. I'm, I'm waiting on a day a that it snows. Snow. I'm not taking the trash to the road in the snow. It's All right. <laughs>
2: um, two years ago today it snowed. I, I saw that on my memories today. There is a chance Hunter hunted in the snow with <laughs> with Nick, remember? Not by choice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. It I did was like snow
2: fourteen. Youth youth weekend one day, one year in Mississippi. Um
1: which probably was pretty miserable. It was. Um, I don't know. I mean, if to be honest with you, I'm going to – I mean, I, I'll look at the weather. I'll look at the barometric pressure. I'll look at all that. But I'm if it's turkey season and I'm able to get up and go, I'm going. Yeah. And, you know, I may not – if the weather's bad, the pressure's bad, I may not stay till noon like I would on a normal day. But I'm going to get up and at least give it a try.
2: I mean, if I'm fighting tornado sirens the whole way there <laughs> – I'll probably go home.
1: Now, like if you're if you're trying to like better
0: allocate your time spent there, like if you've got a uh, vacation days or something like that, and I've done this before, like even on, on private land, especially if it's only a few acres, like you don't want to be there every day. If you don't have, mm-hmm. if you have other places to go. If it's windy and the, the barometric pressure is below twenty nine, like don't waste that. Probably if yeah. you, if you can hunt there whenever you want to, I wouldn't go bombarding up. The, the turkey's probably mm-hmm. not going to gobble, and you might. You have that chance that it kind of gets off. you up in the morning, but if you can spend that somewhere where it doesn't matter as much, I'd probably do that. Yeah. Um, I do. I look at the barometric pressure a lot more than anything. If the pressure's between 30.1 and 30, or 30.3 and 31.1, is kind of the rule of thumb on that. Um, and then I like to look at what's coming after whatever the current weather is, because uh, if it's going to get better, I might wait. You know, you still go, you just might not go right then. Um, right. If a uh, if the front's pushing through, and I say so if a front's pushing through on Saturday and Sunday's going to be a, a blooper morning, I would probably skip Saturday hunting because the only thing you can do is probably educate them because they're not going to gobble a lot and there's nothing you can really do to make them gobble. You can kill them, but mm-hmm. if you can definitely hunt their Sunday, your chances of hearing one kill killing one are way higher on Sunday. So... And I'm pretty I'm, – I can get pretty kind of ornery about that, like not messing a place up or especially somebody else messing a place up. Just I'll make loops around a place on public ground to make sure nobody else is going to be here because I know like on Tuesday this is going to be prime and I know there's a burden there and I know I'm going to have a chance. Like I'll just be like kind of like surveillance in the area. Like if anybody
1: – if I see anybody, I'll be like, hey, man, the is coming. Yeah, and that's, kind of, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like not hunting till noon. Like I'll go yeah. to where I'm going to listen from, and if, you know, if I don't hear a turkey mm-hmm. from there, I'm not going to go walk around calling and all that. Yeah. I'm going to get out of there. But you, there's still that chance that you're, you may hear. You mm-hmm. may luck up in one roosted and one rooster near. If if you see the
2: sun's going to come, out if it's raining when you wake up, see the sun's going to come out at three o'clock. I'll True. be there at three o'clock, you right. know. or two thirty.
0: Um. Yeah, and, and like I and I like days when the, the it's raining and there's a if you'd have to look at a radar not necessarily percentages but like there's going to be breaks in the rain throughout the day Mm -hmm. those are usually pretty good it's it's more comfortable if you can kind of not start in the downpour if you can wait and and i'll sit in my truck until i know 15 minutes later it's going to stop i'm not i'm not that hardcore man i'm not going to go out there and get soaking wet just to spend the rest of the day wet i I will if it's going to rain or i get caught in the rain and i'm on a bird um Mm -hmm. But, um, but, yeah, if you can time it to where you can catch it right after the rain, and I have done it before, and it has worked. Like, you might get a little wet going out there and getting to where you want to be to be there when it stops raining. That's a, a big difference when if you're there the first 30 minutes and then um, and then versus two hours later, you know, because um, what they're kind of really trying to get out of their system in that first 30 minutes is already out of their system two hours after it stopped raining. It's just kind of just normal turkey hunting weather to mm-hmm. me. Um and you move around quiet. Not, yeah, and that's a big plus. And that's another thing is, is being able to kinda of get around a, little, a lot quieter. Um soaking other predators, they're still probably around in you know in, in areas where they can see well, which is good because you can probably see them well. So But,
2: but they may be pulling back towards the, the hard the woods and stuff too. They could. That um, is you know, a scenario situation.
0: But yeah, I'm not ever Ever, ever, ever hunting in the snow. I'm not going outside in the snow, and I would really rather not hunt the wind if I can help it.
2: Yeah, wind, wind will take me off more. Cold doesn't
0: well. bother me. Cold, I think, is great. I'd rather hunt the cold, turkey hunting in the hot, gobble-wise. I like hot mm-hmm. weather more than cold, but if it's – a lot of people think, well, it's too cold for a turkey gobble. Turkeys don't care about cold. I think um, they care about pressure more than anything, than their ability to be heard, you know, so that's mainly wind. Um, but that's the – that's my, my – my preference is 48 degrees Fahrenheit and has been since I was 15. It's 48 mm-hmm. degrees I'm going on at, at, at daybreak. 48 degrees, very much pressure, like 30.1 probably. I mean yeah. 31.1. And um a wind – like sometimes it's too quiet. If it's too quiet, I get a little on edge too because, like, I feel like they can hear every little thing. I like a little wind every now and then um, just so you can move a little bit. Um and then two high pressure days, I swear they can be the, some of the most frustrating. I feel like I can hear for 60 miles. They'll, um, I'll hear a bird. I feel like it's two, two and a half miles away and all the bird, all the, all the, uh, gobble sound like they're coming from the same spot. And it's just that way. But, um, yeah, that's my 48 degrees, about a one mile an hour wind, very much pressure 31.1. And, um, that's about it.
2: Yeah. That's the day you you call in sick to work. You didn't take off yesterday. Kind of thing. All right. Is that Anything answered alright?
0: Yeah. We can keep going. We got we got an hour to kill. <laughs> Probably gonna kill all that hour.
2: Oh, we're to seven? I thought we were to six. We're to seven, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Can be. I wanna do some hanging out afterwards yeah, true, too. True, true. If that's all right. Yeah.
2: I don't read things all the time. Anyways, any more questions, concerns? This guy. Do you have any favorite, favorite public land? Favorite public land.
1: Next question. <laughs> well, uh,
2: I'm just we kidding. can't go disclosing names, yeah.
0: I was trying to think of a public lake around here. Um. Let's see. I enjoy how I live here.
2: Are you? Mhm. That's not in public land. I mean, there. Yeah, I mean, that's...
0: there. There are places that are. I mean, just if I'm looking for public land, is is more so. I will. i I like smaller ones. I say that, but I'll, I can think of a handful of big ones, and I'm not good with names, so it's not. I, if I could remember, I wouldn't say I'm on a podcast. But if I I can't remember half of them, I got to go back and find them um the bigger ones i I don't mind at all i do like to try to get um kind of in corners of it and a lot of times they will have like kind of like little fingers of the property boundaries stuff that'll run off or will cross over a road and like you got to pretty much zoom in a lot to find it or almost drive by and a lot of stuff a lot of those i found was actually looking at say big block a and i'm riding down this road kind of on a perimeter and i just noticed a uh Public land sign about yeah. pulling pull in. I'm like, there's no way that's public land. I'll get to looking, and it's just like a long strip, and you can hunt it. And I'll be, dang, there's no tracks of humans around mm-hmm. here, and it kind of connects to a bigger spot. You know, um, I found a lot of cool places to hunt that's very, very, very small. I'm talking seven to eight acres. Mm-hmm. And I've killed turkeys on before, and they're just in the middle of nowhere. I don't know why they're public. I mean, there had to be some years before that made them public, but they are. And, they don't have like a check in station and stuff, but they're, you know, you look on every map and it's there and, you know, you Google it and it's got that one little spot. And, or I have seen this out west a couple of times. It's the name of another place and it's just, it's kind of like territorial. Like it'll skip over. I, I'm assuming the private land was bought in between and it's just disconnected it. So they say this is, you know, Nashville Creek WMA. And It's a big spot, and then it can be 30 miles this way, and it's just a little sliver of National Creek WMA. And you're like, what is mm-hmm. this? And I'm, I, if you look at it, it looks like that was really big, and all of a sudden somebody must have bought something in between it. So, yeah, I don't know. That's the kind places of,
2: you find by accident are normally the.
0: Yeah, that's a good, yeah. good, good way to put it. But definitely
2: um, hit on those spots. Um,
0: and there's there's resources to find kind of everything. It's just going to take some either a legwork or b. Mouse clicking work, um, finding a list of places and kind of go down them and, and look at them. And then um, some of these, honestly, um, I don't know about like an NWTF convention because so it's kind of like a national thing, but like if you, like we're from Mississippi, if we go to the Mississippi Outdoor Extravaganza, is what we call it, there's a lot of like booths and stuff that'll have just all the pamphlets there. So, like mm-hmm. the Mississippi Department of Wildlife Fishing Parks, you can usually pick up a pamphlet for a lot of uh, WMAs or you Know whatever public lands there,
2: it'll have a paper map that's, that doesn't match what's on line sometimes, and you can be like, All right, highlight this little square.
0: And there, there there's some that you can't even hunt, areas on, and that's good to find out first mm-hmm. before you waste much time there. Yeah. Um, hours driving, I would, yes, I've done that before. And I've, done that. I've been e scouting the crap out of this place and got there, and then you, you can, can only hunt hogs on it or something, yeah, yeah, with a just, bow, yeah, you can hunt with a bow on Sundays, um, did, yeah or. After the 14th, but before the 17th mm-hmm. and month of April. And you're like, well, I wish I had known that, right. you know, before I did this. Drove four hours. But, but, nah, that's about as much as I can give. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else? All right, I it in. All right.
2: Yeah, that was that was my part. <laughs> Got to give him hard time, <clears throat> uh, right? It um, so your most genuine emotion once you pull the trigger, emotion what? Immediate emotion. Immediate. emotion. First mm. thing you feel. Sometimes it's a tear running down my face. <laughs> Sometimes it's the extreme exhale of pressure. Um, which I started realizing when I video started videoing is I just keep blowing out <laughs> for about ten minutes and it's become comical. No, like really loud, like. And uh, didn't even know I did that until I started putting it on video. Um, but yeah, sometimes depending on the turkey, mine can get to the emotional point of you know tears running down my face or immediate like so happy i'm laughing at, like nice like laughter of joy you know kind of thing like I, I can't believe it happened finally or you know actually or whatever you want to say um or laughs turn into tears you know things like that um i don't know that's kind I, of
1: my thought on it i'm kind of with you i kind of um like i guess the only way to to put it in a word or just kind of uh, you feel in awe that you that it worked out. You did it. And you did something that's hard to do. You're going to get beat nine out of ten times. Yeah. And being in awe that it worked out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a
0: odd feeling to you know, yeah, I don't put to into put words. Me. Um, no, I mean, a lot of times I just it, – it's cliche to say soak it in, but, like, I can't, I can't do anything else. If, yeah. You know, you're just absorbing the moment of the, the – i don't i don't care what the temperature is i don't care what's going on around me at home or and you know working or anything like that or with business and stuff like you just forget about all that for a moment um and like it's almost there's a a very very finite you know very minute period there where you're not consumed by the chasing the turkey because you already have and um and going back to reality, so there's just an appreciation moment right there, and I've done a lot better the past couple of years of trying to soak in those moments a little better, because um, there I mean, there's. I mean, it's, it's an emotion in itself being there, and it's very indescribable. I can't. I can't. I can't describe it. If I could, I'd probably make a lot more money on selling books, but um, I can do my best. But I can't. I can't put it into sufficient words that I think. Know really do suffice for that feeling. Right. It's, it's, it's got words I just don't know them, um, yeah. and that's um and that kind of goes for a turkey approaching you. You know, looking at a turkey, um, and then but the, those after and I, I like I do. There is a I, there is a sense of remorse, and I know a lot of turkeys say like there you, there is no remorse there. You, you're and Colonel Kelly said it too, and there if you if you say there is remorse, there's lying because you wouldn't do it if there was. You know, you're there to kill something. Right, and that's your objective, and that's what you're there to do. You wouldn't go if there wasn't, um, but there is a little bit of remorse, especially in like certain certain spots that you know, a lot is going into that. Everything is worth it. You, you know, I don't like scouting that much. I don't like getting out in the cold, but I like having gotten out in the cold and having scouted and having practiced and having done this and having failed enough to learn to uh, how to do this to uh, for it to work out. And then sometimes you're just lucky, and sometimes. You know, you really, really, really you know in your heart you you talked a bird into doing something and you kind of influenced his decision making, you reverse nature and you uh were chosen over real live animals that you've practiced to call to sound kinda like. Um and that's a that's a pretty cool feeling knowing that you did that. And it, it it's the clock had hit zero and you won and it's a W in the column.
1: Yeah, I mean the the remorse is real, just like uh you know, a prime example, the the turkey you killed the last day of the year. Yeah. I you know, oh, yeah. I had hunted that turkey a bunch mm-hmm. throughout the year and y'all both probably we, hunted that turkey yeah. a lot well yeah mm-hmm. i mean for Deers two years prior yeah but as ex, as excited as i, I was probably the one that was, gave us the run around yeah, yeah, isn't that I'm same mentioning. place gary was talking about earlier but mm-hmm. as, as excited i was that we killed it, it was, like you said i mean if it was it was the last s season so it made it a little yeah. better but if you know i can't get them to go hunting the next morning mm-hmm. so it kind of yeah the remorse is there but it's the, the excitement is too yeah
2: right um and it's it's kind of one of those like it's a feeling I can feel right now like I can hone in onto it and feel it like physically in my chest odd feeling um, there's no word for it that I know of and except just like if it's happened to you you get the feeling and you know what that is and that's no I've been asking that question for years <laughs> we we talk about on a
0: lot and I still can't. I don't think I don't the think words have been created yeah, yet. I could put it into words, but it's not en- it doesn't it's, suffice. It's, it's not an emotion
2: enough. that doesn't have a term.
0: Yeah. My opinion. Um, somebody, will, somebody will figure it out one day, and they'll be a millionaire. Make a lot of money on Yep. You. Yep. But I've tried my hand twice. Still can't. Yeah,
2: I agree. What else? That's a good question, though. Yeah, that, that one's got me thinking now. I'm going to be thinking about that for three or four yeah. weeks. Probably three or four years, honestly mm All right. Yeah, let's get All off this. Before I get too deep.
0: Favorite state. Favorite state.
1: Mississippi. Mississippi.
0: <laughs> um. Aside from the home state. Mm. I do like Florida, but I'm going to go somewhere else now. I think. I don't know. I had a good time in Michigan this past year. That was pretty cool. Didn't look anything like I thought it would. Virginia's beautiful. I did not know Virginia was as pretty as it was. Um, went up there. This was a couple of years ago with a buddy named Reeves Ward. And I met him in a hotel parking lot at like 4.30 a.m. And it was one. It was kind of one of those that I, I got to before the sun. I, I drove at night, so I hadn't seen it in the day. And the sun came up. I'm like, my God, this is freaking awesome. This is beautiful. And – um. Just the, the gobbles are deeper, the, the, the iridescence is a different shade, and everything was just real pretty. And that could have been the morning, but there's definitely like a smell in Virginia that i never smelled before, like, just like cedar and stuff. Just It smelled like you walked into a misto marketplace in Jackson, um, which I could have just been at a really good spot. I don't know, but my, my theory of Virginia will always be like that until I go back and get proven to otherwise. Um, it was really pretty. Um, look forward to going back there. I've had a lot, man, I've had a lot of fun in Kansas these past few years, kind of a spot that's got right in the middle of easterns and Rio's, and just kind of grown as a piece of public land, but I've kind of, you know, grown familiar with it, and kind of got some memories in there, and, you know, stuff like that, and nobody else really hunts it that I know of too hard, you know, while I'm there, um, spent the night out there several times, so it's kind of like a little deer camp, I feel like, and I, I like, look forward to stopping there, I'm will right through if I'm going somewhere else, so, um, I mean, I, I kind of look forward to that. And I was telling somebody the other day, when on a podcast, but I mean, I, I like going to Texas. It's it's different country out there. And, and there was an, an opportunity last year to go to either like Wisconsin or um, out west. And I was like, I've been mean, I done nothing but hunt Easterns. I just want to see some cactuses and see some, see a road runner or something. You know, had nothing to do with a turkey, but I like going out there. It's just fun place to be and hang out and um, feel different air for a little while and Sometimes it's just different it's aside from the turkeys, you know. Now, Rios can be some fun ones to hunt. Sometimes there's some confidence boosters, and sometimes there's some humbling birds, which it's one of those. It's like uh, if you're expected to win more times than you're expected to lose, those are going to be the ones that wind up kind of beating you yeah. and, and humbling you the worst. Because if you lose at all, it, it hurts pretty bad. And that was, uh, I think that's the last one. I killed a Grand Slam a couple of years ago. I didn't last year, but uh, Rio was, like, down to the wire, and I almost didn't kill that one. I'm like, if a dinky Rio keeps me from doing this, even though I didn't really set out to do that, I'm like, that's going to be the most karma thing ever, calling Rio's easy for years. But I don't know. I, I, like, I don't want to just go hunt hard turkeys. I want some, yeah. some, some Good. cooperative ones every yeah. now and then. And not all Rios are cooperative. Everything's a turkey at the end of the day, and mm-hmm. every single one of them can school you left and right.
2: Yeah, that place we hunt in Texas is practically like hunting Mississippi Easterns a lot of the times. Can be, definitely can be. Some
0: years it ain't. Some years, some years is, it's on. Yep, it's a, it's either yeah. all jakes or all longbeards or nothing at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you just, we have no way of finding out till we get out there, thirteen hours later, and you find out it's all longbeards. You're glad you went. And there's been a lot of times I'm like, just the FOMO of, well, what if this is the year where it is everything? And there was a lot of jakes the last year. Surely, no. Nope. No Nothing. turkeys at all, or just two years of Jake's. I'm like, this is not adding up. Yeah. One of y'all's beards is going to have to grow. But, um, but no, it's a lot of fun. We enjoy it. Rick enjoys it a lot. And mm-hmm. We've gone out there several years. We didn't go last year, did we?
2: How many years have we gone out at that same place? 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just cool created, place. A like, friend.
0: yeah, some memories. Yeah. More um, so to speak.
2: Yep. I hadn't hunted a ton of different states, honestly. Um, do to work, but this year I've got five new states lined up. So get back with me in June, and I'll let you know.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with Florida. Yeah, it's Still hard. To, loves Florida. Florida. I, love I love Florida. Florida. Too. It's hard to beat it. I mean, outside of Mississippi, it's hard to beat Florida. In my really, yeah. Just um, it depends on time of year too. I guess. Y- yeah. I guess, but it's it's pretty.
0: Yeah. It's definitely different, and then I wonder if uh, like I'm, I'm, You'd look forward to Florida because it's the first. Are you looking forward to turkey season, or are you looking forward to hunting in mm-hmm. Florida, or like if I had been to Florida, would I really want to go out west that bad, or would I just really want to go to Florida because I could, you know, i had already gone to Florida, so maybe that's why I wanted to go out west. If not, I probably might want to go to Florida.
2: I know I'm excited about Florida because I've never been. Yeah, and I don't know, it, it's just the, we're going after Mississippi Opens this year. So
1: yeah, there's just the I don't know the white sand that you watch a turkey yeah. come to you through white sand, and I swear it puts a different reflection on the feathers than just like the iridescence of it. Then it just coming straight. I don't know what it oh, is. It could but it is be beautiful subspecies. Of,
0: yeah, <laughs> I don't know, um, but nah, it's it's different. Um, I like all states, and that's another thing I was talking to Keith Ott, who was on it all of them, and we were talking about the fact of. Killing forty nine turkeys period is a feat. The chance you got to see forty nine turkeys eye to eye is pretty daggone cool. And they just happen to be in different states is even cooler and all the ones that happen in between they're in the same states as, you know, ice is on okay, cake. That's that's a big feat. Just being able to see forty nine turkeys in a lifetime, that's a that's a pretty big deal. Um, not to take away from like killing all of them in different states. That's that's like it just puts that into perspective of how big of an accomplishment, how big of a challenge that really is. Like if you just go kill forty nine turkeys, that's going to be hard to do. Yeah. Now do it in different states, and every single One of them you are not going to know anything about, and you are going to. Have, and he did in like five years, I think, which is mad, mad man, Adam. But it's probably the, one of the better two or three hour conversations I've had. You don't have a one hour conversation with Keith, but it was it was a lot of fun, and um, he's going to talk a little bit. We've got it recorded. We're going to publish it for long. It's a, it's pretty insightful as, on how to how to do it, if that makes sense, on the 49-state the deal, traveling. I keep getting caught off guard by the SPN up here. About what? <laughs> My ADD keeps kicking in every time. Yeah, well, uh,
2: I, I think we were all three. We're just watching that light <laughs> spin. Watching the top ten sports centers.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought you were looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, now. Nah. But, uh. Anybody got anything else before will wrap it up? We already hit our hour, which is our threshold. One more? One more, come on. I mean we can, oh, we can ten more. Yeah. If, if a gobbler's end up and he ain't budging at all, you uh, If
2: a end up and he ain't buzzing at all, sitting in one spot or going to you, coming away, what what are we doing? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay,
0: He um he's end up hanging out one spot you can wait it out. If he's, if he, first thing I would address is, is he, is he responding to you, or is he just yobbling to let you know where he's at? Um, I've had turkeys kind of will, will move away from the hens, and then but they don't leave the hens, and a lot of times they're just getting to a spot where they can see them and hear you, or vice versa, can see you and hear them. There's a big gamble there on kind of moving and reposition when he is in between y'all, because unless you know he can he's either seeing or hearing you, and that's a 50-50. You don't want to be wrong on him because if he's looking at you and hearing them and you move, you're, well, he's just going to be looking and hearing at them the rest of the day. But um, but if he's kind of in that spot and hanging out, most times I'd move and try to get to where the hands are going. Um, wait it out, change his temperature. And uh, something I think we mentioned it last week was I like to – I don't call it calling him away. I like to think of it as just occupying his mind enough for the hands to move on. Um, sometimes some people, they think that, uh, if, a, if the gobbler's getting on their nerves and you're calling and he's gobbling, they'll walk away, not by means of. Jealousy trying to not let you have the gobbler, but hoping his mind gets consumed so they can, you know, take a break, get, just leave. They're trying to get rid of him and he won't leave him alone, more so to speak. So, any chance that you call and they have a chance to kind of get out of dodge, they're going to take it. So, if you'll just sit there and make him gobble, make him just really reconsider something, make him think, make him wander enough for them to kind of leave he looks up and, you know, they're not there anymore. Your chances are a lot better. So just kind of hanging him around, keeping him uh, staying relevant. That's the term I use a lot. I know I'm kind of getting back in my in-season terminology. I had not talked about any of this. I feel like just, you know, in the boys, like, we can just stay relevant. That's what I say a the lot. lives. Like, just stay relevant. I know he's end up. Just don't let him forget about us. You know, make mm-hmm. him remember us. Because um, eventually, I mean, you got all day he's got five hens he's gonna breed all five hens and you know, if you're the sixth it's okay you know yeah. you'll still you'll still you're
1: still in line it just might take a while yeah, yeah i'll he'll help but you get tired i'll hang with him as long as he as long as i can tell where he is mm-hmm. i'll hang with him just sit back and be patient and get comfortable yeah yeah and
0: but, if you got a couple of days to hunt him right hunt him for day three not day one you know see what they're gonna do anyway and that's why I was telling somebody. Um, it was after Auburn. Uh, he was just wondering, what do I do if, you know, I've never done this before. Period. What would you say? I was like, we well, go in there and just like, no, don't try to kill a turkey, but see what turkeys do. Let you know, let them kind of show you their cards. If they, if they'll let you know where they like to travel to. Let them do that. You know, just be a spectator and see what uh where those hens like to go, where they're dusting at, where they're nesting at. Um, and it depends on what time of year. If it's very early season, the only thing they got to do is eat and breed. If it's a uh, late season, they got to sit on nests and stuff. So, you know, if he's hinned up and it has been taking him seven hours to break away in, you know, late March, say in Mississippi, you know, and late April is a different story because those hens are going to leave him at 9.30 or whatever mm. time they got to go back and sit on the nest. And then you might catch him at 10 o'clock as long as you don't mess it up. So just kind of plan not to mess it up for future. Future sake is sometimes your best option. Yeah. But if I ever figure out how to sure fire and talk some away from a hand, you I'll yeah. I'll be in the business then.
2: Yeah. I mean I've had luck calling a lot. But I mean sometimes that can can kill you just as much. Um Yeah. That's responding to the gobbler, not necessarily calling like a hen, you know, which sounds dumb yeah. to say out loud, but like it it eventually
0: clicks kind of thing. You're just talking about, like, like calling responding. quickly after he gobbles.
2: Yeah. Correct? If he's gobbling, like, if, if you wait ten minutes and he all of a sudden gobbles, have your mouth call on the roof of your mouth or your striker in your hand and bah, 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 bah. hit him four or five notes the second his last, you know, gobble comes out. Um, and just hit him with that as much as you can, and, and sometimes that will fire him up more t- make him more curious about you instead of the one sitting in front of him, and he'll either try and push her to you or, you know, he may just sit there. And and another thing with you or what you were trying to say earlier, something I thought about is if they are working a group of hens 200 yards from you and he'll come to, he's got a line, he'll come to where he can see them and mm-hmm. thinks he should see you, and a lot of times you can't see him there. Um, if he comes to that and then get, works back to his hens and, you know, hundred and Ten percent that he worked back, and he's up amongst those hens, occupied eyes and ears, pretty much with them. And you have shut up as he was walking away. Get to where you can see where he la- that line was last. Mm-hmm. Get there, call, and he'll normally come back to that invisible line.
0: And and I've heard a, that. a lot of a uh, turkey hunters have always kind of advised him doing that. If he's um if he's walking a creek, going left and right, left and right try to time that left and get to the right you know call one time to see if he will go get up there and you know he's just doing this doing this as soon as he gets over here and goes one time get to where he was going to anyway and stop and almost don't let him know and just yep. see if he's just gonna walk right past you and i mean a lot of old people say that works i've done it try to do it and it works out a little differently but yeah. you know to the i got to where i could talk him left or right of that you know a lot easier or you see why he's hung up and it has nothing to do with the hands mm-hmm. it's a freaking ditch or a creek yeah. or something like that that he can't cross
2: and and a lot of times your footsteps will do a lot for you yeah too, which also gets you busted a lot so yeah. be good. good gentle with that um but that's a, that's that not necessarily walk. a
0: hand up gobble. that's just a, a that's any gobbler, gobbler. yeah yeah um, coming to an invisible line that's a hung up gobbler yeah i've i've pissed off some hymns before calling every time they call. Yeah. I like to mimic them because whatever they said, if I can try to say that, usually it's a derogatory yeah. remark. Right. Um, they're not necessarily praising each other out there. Yeah. But um, but calling amid their calls does kind of work in an expedited fashion. Mm-hmm. If they're calling and they're yelping, you know, seven notes, and you start yelping in between, it, and they they're, it's kind of like you're interrupting them. If you're yeah. trying to talk and they start talking and then, you know, they'll get a little – a little more uh, fiery after that. Yeah. if you're, That'll ever initiate get them, them getting fired up if you need to do that. Uh,
2: if you can ever get them to cut at you one time, you cut three times back. You know, and just back and forth. Keep the cut up, I would think, right? I mean, and yeah. that's going to tick them off. Sometimes. And then you'll eventually get boss them coming to
0: and fight you. cutting while you walk. If you're going to yeah. go towards them cutting around walking, I mean – I'll try to kick some leaves and sound like a turkey scratching, but a lot of times I will sound like a guy with mouth call <laughs> kicking the leaves. Yeah, is what I feel like at least. So I'll just walk around cutting here and there. Walking if I'm gonna be if I'm to be walking anyway, I might as well try to try to sound like a mad hen approaching, and then stop and then end uh, end the process, pissing off some hens too. So that answered all right. Okay. Oh God.
3: Hang
2: on. Oh, we got one right here for oh, You want
3: an easier one? <laughs> yeah. in terms of up there, who's the most
0: aggressive caller woodsman and do you think
3: plays off well?
2: Ooh. I'm probably the most aggressive caller. Hunter's probably the most aggressive woodsman.
1: Yeah, I'd and agree Seals, with
2: that. Sills kind of agrees with whatever the turkey's doing, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I use the turkey to gauge it more yeah. of what I'm going to do. They, eat. I try to change him. Yeah, Hunter's going to use the Hunter's definitely the woodsman. Yeah. It's kind, and he's going to, but yeah, and I really think that's why we all kind of mesh off each other mm-hmm. is we all hunt different, but yeah, somewhat the same. Right? Seals is good with directions. I'm yeah. not. Yeah. And, um,
0: and Chase is good with uh, patience, and I'm not. So, you know, kind of hunt together. There is a, which we've only hunted together all three one time. One. Yeah. And it works. So, and at the place that school, Uh, School just left and right, so Mm -hmm. uh, and and it took a lot, pretty much a little bit from everybody.
2: Yeah, that was aggressive calling. Finally, by the end of it, Mm -hmm. but Hunter's woodsmanship, putting us in the right spot, seals knowing what was about to happen, Mm -hmm. directions where we're at, and me just want not not wanting to shut up, you know, because I like calling. Uh, Eventually, kill that turkey.
0: Yeah, I mean it was a little bit of both. Now that I think everything, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and it's important to 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 complement each other. Which, um, and knowing, like, I mean, it's easy to say because we've known each other for over 20 years mm-hmm. what each other's strengths and weaknesses are, but at the same time, like, my weaknesses are probably weak because that was what Seals' strengths were, you know, when we were nine. Yeah. If he was really good at organizing stuff, I didn't learn how to organize nothing. I'm not, I don't have to, you know, be conscious of time when he's always conscious of time. So, um, finally, like, I don't know if that was necessarily curated meshing right there or just a byproduct of, DNA, but um, same goes for you know a lot of things. Like I cannot tell you what a piston is, but Chase can fix a freaking four in seven minutes, you know. I, but I've never had to fix one so because I've had a little brother who could work on stuff like that. So um, being familiar with who you're yeah. with is always is always really good, and, and and being aware of it and talking about what you're good at and what you don't know much about, you know. If I don't know much about this, I'm open about it, and they are too. Mm-hmm. And um, and if they, you know, if seals in good on a mouth call. Which one of us is going to mouth call, then the other two don't use mouth calls. You know, yeah. uh, just not messing it up, trying to um, do stuff that you're not good at, mainly. Yeah. yeah. And if I don't know where we're going, I'm going to tell them I have no idea where we're going. Or and, where we're Because Seals probably does know the direction we need to be. Yeah. I'd say it, it, we're all
2: very different, but we all work together well.
0: Mm-hmm. If but, that answers it. With no love lost. If I can hunt by myself, I'm hunting by myself. Ten times out of ten and say I'm gonna hunt with somebody
2: if I can. I'm good it's either. Way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, what you got, Gary? Uh, it was really bad, just more dead because
0: I was like, I know y'all growing up together and there's there's a hundred wrong answers and a hundred right answers, everything's a hypothetical every oh, yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. You can answer everything with hmm he, he basically asked it,
3: and I was like, Well, being that y'all grew up together, what are like the notable difference in tactics and how you
0: approach someone? Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, I mean,
0: you still spin that off. Um, the notable mm-hmm. difference is
2: Well, Chase so, turkey hunting three years ago. Chase aren't turkey hunting today. Uh, what? That's two totally different turkey hunters. Really? You know what I mean? Like how
1: me and you were so different, now we're a lot more similar. Yeah, y'all are. I, mean, I, I still have to play mediator. Between both oh, yeah. of y'all, oh, yeah. because I
2: can see both sides of it. We have the boat. We both have the right answer, and we'll die on um, the deal. A
0: lot of times, wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, but, both of us have the wrong yeah. answer. <laughs> Neither of us have the right answer. Um, but no, I, I. mean, I definitely uh, break down what the why's a lot of probably. Uh, why would Why would a turkey do this? Why would a turkey do that? Seals is more pattern. Pattern. Noble, I guess, he, he yeah. would study what a turkey would typically do anyways, and, and uh, especially, especially like down to um, over a week's time, he's going to know where those turkeys usually are at this time of day and stuff like that, and I'm going to be thinking about what last year's mass crop was to at this rate of a creek flow and what it bring those down this side of the creek or that side of the creek and all the way down to that. Um, but I will miss so many times. Uh, hey, it's, it might be on the other side of the property that Seals has already thought about. Um, Chase is way more... T- not, not timid in a bad sense, but timid into uh, moving. So, yeah. we'll butt head at that because I do like to move a lot. He doesn't. We'll usually bump the turkey arguing over whether or not we should move or not. Because <laughs> we're standing there for 20 minutes. Yep. Arguing. And, um... And, I, like, I don't know. This is, this is odd because... Moving with somebody is way different than moving without somebody. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah, and then, I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a ton of differences. I mean, down to being organized, down to not being organized. I'm never going to have sandpaper. They're always going to have sandpaper. And I, always, I use a pot call more than they do. And you may have a striker. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But I'm I'm, I'm usually going to need to borrow something from them. Mm-hmm. And I think back, like, the turkeys I've killed, not having somebody with me and not having sandpaper or a striker, there's always ways to do it. Yeah. Um, you just got to get a little creative sometimes. Some of the best – Hunts I feel like I've been on have been those that I don't have service, I don't have a map, I don't have this or that, or I forgot my whole mouth call pouch and had to use a bice call and it worked. You know? Yeah. Just putting yourself out of your element. A lot but, of
2: a lot of my favorite hunts are showing like if somebody invites me to a place or something. Yeah. I've never seen the place, never looked at it on a map, never, you know, even been in that county or state and I show up not knowing if a turkey's there or not. Hopefully they do. Sometimes they don't. Um, those those seem to be my favorite things to chase is uh, not knowing at all if there's a creek down there or bending the road, stuff like that, and having a successful hunt. Those seem to mean a little bit more to me.
0: And I think, like, so Seals is probably more to get back kind of on track. Like, yeah, that was awesome. If I show up at Seals' house, he's going to have, like, pins dropped on where we need to be, where when we need to be there, stuff like that, a little more, like. He's going to have a diagram in his mind of, like, this is where they're roosting. This is what they're going to do. this They wind up here, yada, yada. A lot of times, it's right. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I'm way more like we're going to show up at the gate, and if we're here at Turkey, we're going to go hunt that turkey. And that's all I know at the time. And then um, that's when it's beneficial to have seals there because, that you know, he's got a little bit of a leg up on what they usually would do. Um, and that's could be a – a benefit and could could be a, a crutch, I
1: guess. I just say, just, it's, just it's, hunting the turkey, it's just, hurt us before. You know, think you know they mm-hmm, do the same thing yeah. five days in a row and then boom, and six they day They're mm-hmm. gone.
0: but um, but you know, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does, and yeah. um, and and I'd say calling wise, I I, I try to. Probably commun like communicate a little more than just call and just talk them over there. We get into the whole like curiosity, persuasion stuff. But Chase Chase will call more consistently than I will. I will light the house on fire for seven minutes and then go two hours without anything. But the whole time I'm thinking of if I don't hear if I don't hear this exact response, I'm not gonna you know that ends all my my plan pretty much until it starts back over. When it comes to uh, conversing with them, I guess you'd say. I know. I come like with Gary better than any, any either of y'all though.
2: <laughs> Same to you. I've never hunted with you, Gary, but no we yeah. believe it. Got all know so Absolutely.
0: Ne- I, I got a few that was, I was telling about I got whole chapters on never's and always that I didn't nevers put in the book. Always. Um
2: that's why I granddaddy's so big.
0: Yeah. There's then the never's is a lot thicker than the always is. But um so just to like reiterate, so you said like some some absolutes things you should always do, or like absolutes like a turkey would always do this. A little bit of a difference there. I yeah, I'll read you. Um so pretty much the best way I can word it is There's nothing a turkey will never do, and there is nothing a turkey will always do, but there should be some nevers and always involving, you know, human behavior. um, Kind of, like, always sit in a shadow. And a lot of people think that is to stay hidden, but that is to block the UV from hitting you. And if you have anything that's um, absorbing that UV, um, that ultraviolet kind of spectrum that a turkey can see and a human cannot, there's a big difference. And, like, I can promise you, sitting in the shade will come... 90% 90% eliminate any um, kind of just uh, residue of any type of uh, fabric color enhancers and stuff that might have gotten on your clothes and stuff like that or like faded clothes usually glow a little bit under the UV um, turkeys can see that like we see green and blue. And um if you sit in the sun, it's like just amplify because I mean UV rays, that's what that means. Um but sitting in the shade, like if you put half your half of your arm in that and half of it in the sun, like they would this would glow and this would be completely normal. So uh sitting in the shade, I always try to do that. Um uh let's see. I always I and mean, there's all kinds of like little Can it be more of a
2: preferably um
0: No, it's gonna be absolute
2: preferably i'd like to have some structure about 25 30 yards from me that i have to call him around
1: um you're like or road between the
2: two us bending the road you know treetop falling treetop that he can or if i'm in a treetop you know that scenario happened to me two years ago i was in real open pretty hardwoods was working the turkey um he gobbled, and I was like, all right, it's, it's about time that he's going to come. He's going to break free and come. And I looked, and you could see 100 yards behind me. I'm like, he's not going to close under 70 yards. So I had to jump up, move, and then end up getting in a treetop, which ended up pulling him 30 yards closer in order to, to get a shot on him. So if I would have thought before I sat down, you know, that day would have been a – a lot quicker hunt I believe you know him knowing that he couldn't see me um which is what me and sales talk a lot about is, is you know we 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 don't get a lot of you know see a turkey more than a few seconds normally whenever we shoot and a hunter, too, I say this me and sales me and sales have talked about it on some podcasts here recently um and uh you know like at that 30 yard mark is where we're gonna shoot him because he's that's, that's he's got to come around it it's the first chance you see him. first chance you get um it's more as of that question. But um, anyways.
0: But yeah. like I know, like, never move your head without moving your eyes first. Like, like oh, those yeah. rules of thumbs. Those, like, I'm starting to kind of remember some of those. Like, if a turkey – if you hear footsteps over here, look with your eyes first because I've done this too many times, and it is a turkey, and you'll mm-hmm. bump them. Um, so I always try to make sure I move my eyes before I move my head. Um, and I never sit with any any obstruction to my left at all because I always face – way right of where i think a turkey might would walk um it's never where you think it is but if i'm sitting down and i've, I've hunted behind people before and they'll sit down and i'm like no 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 they'll pick a tree with sense. something right here in the left and they can't swing this way in the right hand they can't swing this way and if that turkey don't walk out within a six yard strip in front of them they're out of luck and they just don't know it yet and i'm like you you have no chance this is not gonna happen like if the turkey walks out right here if you had sat on that tree, you would have shot him eleven times. But because there's a post or something, they'll, they'll try to like lean it on a, a, a tree or something like that, and then they can't get all the way around to shoot something. Yeah. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of some more because there's a lot more than I thought. Because I had to sit down about two months ago and start thinking of them. And they just started flowing. Like never do this, never do that. Yeah. And it was a lot, lot more nevers than there were always. But um,
2: never uh, put your gun flat in your lap this way. If you're going to sit there and hang out for a minute, that is true. You know, you want to check your phone, check the weather. That turkey, you get silent, that turkey slips in. He's going to, you know, you trying to watch him walk off.
0: Now, I have laid it on my leg before, and it's, I've killed a couple of turkeys doing that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just. I've lost several
2: turkeys because I've had my. Oh, it's sitting on my hip bones. I'm saying have it ver- vertical, at least the direction, Let's not see. horizontal.
0: I always do try to not listen to where a turkey, I think, is going to be, but where I can hear where a turkey is probably going to be. And that's a big difference. She so always likes to listen to where the turkeys are. Like, he'll like to walk up under the tree, and this is where they should be roosted. And I'll be, dang, they ain't roosted right there, and they're right here above us. We did that, mm-hmm. like, four times in a row one year. I'm like, hold on, we need to get where we can hear this spot. Not necessarily be in the spot, We're some of them are good spots. And if we had a, um, been a little, li- like, I'm talking five minutes earlier or just, five yards closer to a tree would probably wind up with some dead turkeys. But yeah. a lot of times it, it doesn't work out that way where they're at, at, at the, at fly down is not where they wind up usually. But, um, but yeah, trying to find a spot where I can hear good spots. And I, I, another rule of thumb is to not, not handicap yourself a lot. Um, if you're going to be listening kind of blindly, I know it's kind of odd to say listening blindly, but, um, Finding a good ridge, you can hear a lot of spots in, and I never like to just get hung up in a spot that there does not seem to be a turkey there. And if he's not, if he's not goblin, he might not be the one you want to hunt. If you got a lot of acres to hunt, if not, I mean, you're at least hunting. But um, but I I do like to remind myself a lot, hunt the goblin turkey if there's more than one. A lot of times I would get hung up, but always hunt the one that's goblin because there's a reason he's goblin and he's wanting to be heard. So there's. He's going to be 10 times out of 10 more cooperative. And I've gotten hung up on the the one that's gobbling every two hours instead of the one that's gobbling every 30 minutes and just completely ignored the fact that he's doing that because I was too, too hung up on another one. Um, that's a good always to do, hunt, hunt the bird that's gobbling.
2: See, I, I'm different.
0: Well, I, mean, I don't know that's why. That
2: normally means he's the dominant bird to me. And if he shuts up every other turkey in the woods, he's going to be harder to kill. No. Well... No, the other ones are getting their butt whooped by him. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm rerunning the scenario in my mind. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Close. Those 10 o'clock birds are normally the the with the one that shut up. You uh, catch on the way back to the truck. It could go either way. He'll gobble one time, you sit down, and he's going to come in silent. Because he doesn't want to get his butt whooped. After the one, the dominant birds whooped your tail you done, all morning. You didn't knot
0: not night, John trying to untie it, No, trying I'm it
2: I'm, I'm thinking of one specific scenario that that happened. So,
0: <laughs> well, that, anything can happen once. Oh yeah, um, but um, but no nah, I gotta think of some more because there are a lot more, and I wanted to do a whole podcast on that. But the more I think about it, the more there are. There are definitely always and definitely never. And so mm-hmm. one of them had to do with, gosh, I can't remember because the old chapter's written on it. As in. I had to take it out It's too much to edit And yep. it was I, I thought of a lot more Than I thought I could Yeah
2: Never forget your bug like, spray Or a thermo That'll I mean, uh, ruin my day Worse than anything
0: Nah I can't think of any other good ones I will as soon as this thing's over I'll have to confine any. Mm-hmm Yeah And a bunch of Got one Real wing, wing. Oh yeah. yeah. Mhm.
2: Yeah. Do. Yeah. Do we carry a real wing? Oh yeah. Yes.
0: I carry wings since I was a kid, and I get a lot of triggers for that wing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've I've probably swapped out wings a couple times, right. but not. Nah, I do. I like to use it a good bit, and, mm-hmm. and for flying down, and for like just popping your leg. And stuff, turkeys make noises throughout the day using their wings. I mean, that's they're pretty loud. Um, and when a turkey flies down, it's I mean, it, he a lot of times they wreak some havoc. I think yeah. there are tendencies to uh, a hen will kind of pitches out more times than a, a gobbler will just jump down and not make a ton of racket. But a hen will, and gobblers too. But I've heard them you know break all kinds of twigs and sticks and stuff on the way down. And then, um, and yeah, if I'm if I'm gonna scratch on the ground, and I got the wing in my hand, a lot of times I will sit down and put that to my side. I put that on my rice right. I'm getting back in the nevers and always, like, I always do the same thing with my calls so I know where they're at. Um, I'll take my wing out when I sit down, not when I think I should have – I might need it and put it by my by my leg, and I can grab it if I need to. Um, and um, and I'll, I'll try to use that, not on fly down, but, um, but, but scratch it at least to I brought, I've, I've gone to the extent of bringing a turkey foot into the freaking woods, thinking that might sound better, but I, don't, I can't vouch for that. I tend um, to use
2: a stick a lot. Yeah,
0: if you can find a turkey foot like stick, that'll that'll work a lot. That'll work the best. But if I'm trying to kick in the cadence of a, of a turkey scratching, usually I feel like I'm starting to just sound like a guy kicking some leaves because they, there's, I mean, there's kind of like a shh, they'll have, but um, but more times not.
2: If if you're raking and breaking twigs and sticks while you're doing it, stop. Uh, top top layer only
0: the um the the most natural i think ever judging by response i might have gotten from a bird the accidental walking around and noise i've made is a lot much more realistic than the times i try to be really intentional and and break it down like that so but no definitely definitely rely heavily on the wing and uh only cut the like the the top part off if I if uh not the arm. yeah yes I mean <laughs> I don't know the anatomy of a bird but yeah, the end. you don't need the whole daggone wing you just need about seven feathers that sound what you want to sound all year I've heard some people do a uh, fly down with their hat and it sounds better than a turkey's wings but yeah. my, my, I give myself a concussion with the buckle on it and all kinds mm-hmm. of crap going crazy and catch a limb and pull the whole tree down um, another never and always now I'm thinking about them never grab saplings while you're walking through the woods because i've done that too many times and i know a turkey has not seen me but they've seen the sapling there's like a freaking flagpole above me shaking um always sit on a tree with that is wider than your shoulders are um, a lot of times and i've i've got this picture in my mind seals knows about it of a friend of ours who um who sat on the sapling one day And it kind of dawned on me I'm like man we really need to find a bigger tree Because um, this tree is about this big around And his shoulders are about this big around And he sat down and I'm like hmm. and I can just tell in his mind he thinks he's hidden You yeah. know and like just This part is definitely blends in with a tree But everything else is just wide open um, But I've, I've, I've went through and grabbed um, Saplings as I'm walking through, or easing through Trying to like pull myself up from a creek Like if I'm crossing a creek and we'll grab a sapling And you try to pull yourself Well that's shaking like you know, imagine shaking a flagpole up there, letting a the turkey that's up there see that. Um, instead grab a root. Grab a root, not a sapling, a couple of little knickknacks like that. Sorry, I got a little squirreled right there. But either way, we gotta get uh giveaways so folks can get to carry on their night. That'll work. How about it? Yes, yeah, sure. that'll do. Thank it. You. All right, well, I see some guys with some guitars walking in, so we better get off this stage. I um, want to thank each and every one of y'all for coming out. I really enjoyed talking to Turkey and having some good questions. And um, those listening back home, appreciate y'all listening. Make sure to uh, check it out. we got it on our YouTube. Um, we'll have our next one uploaded on YouTube uh, before uh, available on the podcast. So give it a listen, give it a watch, whatever you want to do. Um, but certainly we appreciate um, Live Oak for having us out. really enjoyed it. Now we're about to go... Um, benefits of the bar it looks like so we're going to hang out for a little while yep so thank y'all again for listening watching and attending the Spring Legion Podcast thanks for joining us on another episode of the Spring Legion Podcast if you enjoy the show let us know by leaving a good review or simply sharing an episode with your friends and family we'd like to thank Rolling Thunder game calls and Light Boots for making this podcast possible Rolling Thunder's hand-tuned waterfowl and turkey calls are crafted right here in the U.S., by folks who enjoy the outdoors as much as any. Check them out at rollingthundergamecalls.com or catch an episode of the Rolling Thunder film series on the Masio Go At. Light Boots' seamless one-piece design completely eliminates the chance of leaking, with a size 10 boot only weighing 13 ounces. Learn more about the lightest 16-inch waterproof boot on the market at lightboots.com. Most of all, we want to thank you, our listeners, for making the show worthwhile. If you'd like to learn more about the brand, check us out at SpringLegion.com or follow at Spring Legion on any social network. Thanks again for listening to the Spring Legion podcast. We'll see you next week.